With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're connected to Business Wrap. Find us online at businesswrap.biz, on Twitter using handle AskBizWrap, and on Facebook, just search Business Wrap. And now, Be Insured with Luke Mardigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. Hello, and thank you for listening. My name is Luke Mardigan, and you are listening to Be Insured, where we talk about business, leadership, and insurance. That way, on your worst day, when you need it the most, you will be insured. Insurance agents, this is part two. If you didn't listen in last week of part one, check out the podcast stream on Spreaker or uh, Apple iTunes podcast or uh, the, the Business Wrap website. But we're talking to you. If you feel alone, burned out, not sure what your next step is in your insurance agency, if you're living off a borrowed identity that's based completely on the performance of the contract with the company and not what's best for your agency or for the client, this is for you. And uh, today we're going to talk about growing and scaling your insurance agency. We're going to talk about what that process looks like for agents and most importantly, what it looks like to actually have a sales system that you can scale. And today I'm joined by a great guest, Richard Shaw, and my awesome co-host, Eric Gestring, the Mardigan Agency. So we left off last episode talking about, you know, if your why does not line up with what the client values. Mm-hmm then you're always going to have conflict. And so for us, it literally is, we give our jobs to give you the peace of mind of knowing your coverage will do exactly what you need it to do when you need it the most. And I just ask, simply ask them, is that something you value? Mm. Or should we end the conversation now? Mm. And if the answer is, yeah, that's something we value, well, great. Let's continue the conversation and see where it goes. And even if they direct, redirect to the price, you just go back to it, right? No, if they redirect to the price, then I would ask, is that what they value most? Yeah. Right. Because if they value price most, that's not for us. Now, there's some insurance agents out there. That's your entire model. Yep. Right. Is like our value is we're going to save you a boatload of money on insurance. And we have the cheapest you know, companies out there. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to build and scale an agency, I don't know if that is the best model long term. Mm-hmm. You have you have very low persistency. You have high turnover. So you're literally, you know, you're, for every dollar you bring in, you get 40 cents leaving out the back door. Mm-hmm. That's just not sustainable long term in my experience. Yeah, and I think the thing that you did so well, Luke, there that most people would miss is what we call weaponizing your vision, Mm. right? And what this means is for most people, vision is very fluffy. It's kind of like something that lives in your mind and you think about it occasionally and you dream about it, you get a little excited at a company quarterly meeting. Yeah, put your plaque right, on the wall. Yeah, right. Like your vision actually has a purpose and its purpose is actually to pierce the heart of other people and create an opening where they actually can see themselves being a part of your vision and they want to step into that opening. That's the purpose of vision. That doesn't happen without clear, clear, clear and consistent communication of the vision. We're not just talking about internally at company meetings. We're talking about 
about communicating this to your clients, communicating this to your marketing, communicating this to your team, communicating this to potential partners or, um, you know, other JV, you know, connections, referral relationships, your, your vision for what you do should be so clear, so concise that you can communicate it like an elevator pitch and somebody else could go, ah, I want to be a part of that. I resonate with that. Or it should very quickly turn away the long, wrong kind of people, yes. which is incredibly time efficient in the sales process and in the hiring process. And that's yeah. the power of a weaponized and, and, vision. And, and, the, and the service end. Right. Because if you turn them away on the front end, then you're not going to have that issue in six months or 18, whenever it decides to rear its ugly head, because it inevitably will. They don't value what you value. So they're mm. going to have a problem that you can't fix. Yeah. Right. Right. So for the practical piece for that man is doing what you did, which is actually having a very clear, simplified, crystallized, written vision that gets repeated over and over and over and over in almost all of your communication. And most people are afraid to do this because they are afraid of turning someone away. But long term, you're missing out on so much of the power of attraction, of actually attracting what you want. I was just if you aim for everything, you almost get nothing. And yeah. so you've got to aim. Yeah. And, and I mean, it really does attract that person because they... If, if they value it, they literally, they don't just step into it. I found they like run into yeah. it. Like, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, great. And then hopefully the price, I can't control the price 99% of the time. So hopefully it works out. Hopefully yeah. But I found that, that those type of people, we tend to do really well with on price. Huh, yeah, I, I agree with Richard on the fear of a lot of agencies or agents mm -hmm. that have a fear of obviously bringing that up and constantly reaffirming that it's, it's, it's reminding them of the value you add, right? Yeah. That's basically what me and you talk about all the time, Luke. Yep. Are you, are we making sure that the clients understand and remember the value that we're adding in their life? Cause that's something they'll, they'll forget over time. It mm -hmm. is. Well, e even the perfect patron will at some point yeah. inevitably think, well, why am I paying this insurance every month? I, and I haven't even talked to my agent in two years. And it's like, no, that's, that's what's supposed to happen. Well, those commercials we're supposed to brainwash do, people. We're supposed to do such a good job that you don't talk to us. And yeah. then if you don't have any claims, that means you had a couple of really good years. Mm. That's a lot of stress off your, off your shoulders. Cause anyone who's been in a car accident, you know, it's like two, three weeks of your life is just constantly interrupted with oh, phone yeah. calls and stops at the body shop. You don't want that. So, mm. um, our best clients don't want to hear from us. Right. Um, yep. you know, uh, and, uh, you said something, Richard, that really, uh, resonated with me and I can't remember what it is now. So. <laughs> Apparently didn't resonate that much. There we go. Luke, I want I want to have you explain to our listeners what it's been like scaling and growing the agency. Can you break it down? Yeah, so it's 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 actually really interesting because, you know, we're uh 6 years into this and so I'm able to be a little, you know, retrospective and and really analyze and actually look at like each season. And I used to say that um our business is moving so quick that we need to reinvent ourselves every three to six months. Mm -hmm. And that was such BS. That was just because I didn't have a good system. So my production was super inconsistent, right? And then I didn't want to hire more people because if I hire more people, it's going to cost more money and my production's already inconsistent. But the thing that would fix my production is hiring somebody. Ah, this <laughs> giant vicious circle, right? So I, I think that there's six, really six phases to the insurance agency world. And, and the first one is the entre experiment right? Like you show up and you're like, I think I want to be an insurance agent. And then you talk to, you know, managing partners or recruiters or whoever you talk to who convinces you to, to come into the industry yeah. from wherever you're at in life. For me, I left a very comfortable, uh, you know, $60,000 a year corporate job where I was home every day at four 30 and, um, joined the unsure <laughs> world of entrepreneurism. 
And you just spend the first, I, you know, this is typically somewhere between six months and two years, depending on how long it takes for you to really believe that you actually made it. Uh, but the entrepreneur ex, experiment is, can I actually sell insurance? Mm. Can I do this? Like, and that's I, when you just write everybody. Yeah, like literally anything that comes in the door, which I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing in the first six months. I think it's necessary, to be honest. Because you don't really know, unless you have a coach. You're in discovery mode. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would say is with any business that's in, Entrephase to delude yourself into thinking you have clarity is is madness, right? Yeah. You really don't. You only gain that clarity. You may have assumptions. The only way you validate those assumptions is with sales, yes. with actual data, and that's where you have to be willing to get a broad amount of data and figure out what works, what doesn't, what do you resonate with, who do you resonate with, who do you not resonate with, and that's when you're in more of a place to actually begin to hone and simplify. Yep, and it really, so that six month to two year gap really depends on how much production you have in that time frame. If you crush it in the first six months and you have 200 clients, you have enough data to make some really good informed decisions. If you only have 40 clients, it's going to be really tough to figure out who the good apples are and who the bad apples are. You only got 40 of them, right? So uh, it's it's just how it works. And crushing it's pretty vital. I mean, that's the only way that you can hire a staff and make sure that you're hitting the numbers that you want to hit. You have to have that multiplier. Well, so I, I think I think that's really the second phase, which yeah. is, is when you start actually building sales systems. And so you go in and you go, gosh, you know, my cousin who's a mortgage lender sent me 10 clients and they're amazing. They bought life insurance from me. They, 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 didn't, compl- they didn't even ask about price. I want 10 of, oh, mortgage, mortgage, I should go work with mortgage lenders. Maybe I could go find more. Oh, wow. There's 10 million of them in Y city alone. Cause that's how it is. Um, I feel bad for mortgage lenders. There's so many of them. It's just like insurance agents. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, wow. Well, maybe I could build a system around that. Well, the word system is thrown out so much. I've been on so many company mm-hmm. calls. I actually talk with, uh, all, all the agents that I consult with and all of them go, I keep hearing about these systems. They keep talking, but they don't tell me what it is. And I'm like, cause it's not a system like that. <laughs> they're just using that word to make it sound like they have a process that's consistent and they don't. Mm-hmm. So Richard, could you speak to what a sales system actually yeah. is? Yeah. So the first thing is system to me simply means how you deliver your vision without you doing it. That's what a system mm, is, that's good. right? And so if you're still doing it, it's technically not a system, even if you're the one working it. So as a business owner, you have to actually get your vision on paper for how you believe that area of your business should operate, but then you're documenting it in a way where somebody else can actually do it. And the system doesn't become a system until it's actually delegated, right? Then yes. it becomes a system. Um, and so that's how I define that. A sales system in that regard then is actually going, okay, well, how could we sell in a way that's congruent and authentic and that represents the vision of our company without me actually being the one to do it, Yeah. right? And then putting together the necessary documentation, training, software. In our process, we build something called a master systems map where actually it compiles together all these different things people talk about, checklists, tools, training, software, um, accountability and responsibility all come together into one place. And that's how we think about a system. It's actually all in one place mm-hmm. and it very much fleshes out what the vision is for that area of the business and how it happens without the owner doing it. Yeah. And, and that's where, uh, I've, we, we have the argument in our industry all the time, especially for captive agents. So, you know, your farm bureaus, your state farms, your all States, your Liberty mutuals, uh, if they don't have corporate staff is who's my first hire. Do mm-hmm. I hire a salesperson or do I hire an admin first? And I, I hired a salesperson. Eric was, was my first hire. So, yeah, it was a terrible mistake. And um, <laughs> I think it worked out okay. Uh, and I typically recommend that to people because unless they have a built-in admin like support from corporate or something like that, then 
that salesperson is going to drive numbers Mm. and it's going to prove whether you actually have a sales system or not. Mm. Right. Like we did, we, we had some, I think we had some really loose sales systems, but they weren't sustainable over the long term. They, I just couldn't keep up with them because they were documented, right? And but that's what drove us to the point where oh, okay, now there's enough capital we can hire admin, and now mm-hmm. let's take all that paperwork off us and just focus on executing the sales systems, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to me, I think that is the best first hire for insurance agents in particular because it doesn't matter if you hire an admin if you don't have a sales system. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is just paying somebody else to do what you probably should be doing because you don't have a sales system anyways, right? And so that's really the next the next phase once you hire a salesperson is to scale that system. Mm-hmm. So how many people can you hire and successfully implement those systems into to where they're actually making a livable wage? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, the hiring process is, you know, with something that we've discussed a lot in the past couple yeah. of months, it's, you know, it almost feels like salt Bay, you know, it's like this magic sprinkle <laughs> dust, you know, where you're like, Oh, you just sprint. And then, Oh, well, I got an employee <laughs> and they worked out really well. And it's not at all. Yeah. Um, and that's the impression I get from most agents is like, hopefully I hire somebody who's good mm. and it doesn't have to be that way. Um, our good friend Wes, he, he told me that he looks for people who are hung, hum, humble and hungry. Mm. And so there's actually like things that you can identify that make potential candidates or candidates who are potential employees actually become yeah. really good team members. And the ultimate goal is of course, um, getting to the point where you can actually hire specifically to your systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the, the fourth phase of an agency ownership is now I can hire a commercial producer Yep. who can come in and just run. Mm. There's no, there's no crawling to walking. It is flat out running yep. from day one. And that's when you see hyper growth, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Is when you yes, get actually hired to a specialty. Specialization is yep. the key. That's, that's kind of like the second phase of scaling, I would say. Cause in the first phase, you really do need people who are flexible, yep. right? In the we're, second we're phase, you need people who are specialty specialists really in, in nature. So you're right. Yep. And once you're able to hire to specialization, then it's literally like, it's like go go juice, man. We're going to we're going to Mars, right? And, and we we came up with a really fancy phrase for this actually today. You helped me because my phrase was terrible, which is operational ascendance. Mm-hmm. So it's literally where you know. So you think of ascension is uh, yeah. Not we're not talking about Jesus ascending to heaven, um, which is important, but not what we're talking about today. Uh, we're talking about ascendance uh, being that you can actually pass this on. Mm. So you think of that as like someone who's inheriting your kingdom. They're taking, mm. you know, they're, they're to use a Bible reference or Joseph mm. to Pharaoh. They're actually stepping in and running everything yeah. so that you can become uh, what Simon Sinek refers to as the chief visionary officer, where yep. your focus is on really narrowing in on what products you're offering and what your unique, you know, value proposition is and, and all those details that drive you forward into the future um, and able to see things from a high level. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I'm at that sixth step. I think from there, then it's simply reproduction of going through the same thing for a new product. Yep. Um, it's not really anything in the agency. It's just what products you're bringing on from that point. And this is where most entrepreneurs actually envision themselves being right? right. But what I love about what you just laid out, Luke, is you can't skip steps. Right. And a lot of people want to skip steps. Yep. Right. They want to just move from, you know, let's say step three and then they want to get to sit, step six. Doesn't really work that way. No. You, you really have to be intentional to identify what what phase am I in now? 
and what is the next right thing in sequence to move towards that end outcome, right? Because you're never going to become the chief visionary officer who is, I think Simon Sinek also says, gets paid to think, yes. right. which is the ultimate goal right? Yep. for, I think, a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs. If you're unwilling to do the dirty work, the, the, the hands-on work right now to build the right strong team, to build right. the right systems in place, yep. like that is the path to freedom. And most entrepreneurs want the outcome, but they don't want the process. And yes. you got to commit to the process of building systems in the right team if you ever want to get there. And a true entrepreneur loves the process. And Richard, you have helped me immensely through this process. How can people connect with you and get some help? Yeah, I mean, if, if you guys want to learn a little bit more, we actually have a free training about how to scale past seven figures with systems in the right team. If you go to go.unleashed.academy, you can access that free training there, go.unleashed.academy. Thank you so much for joining us, Richard. This has been a, an amazing couple episodes. Yep. And uh, where can people connect you with uh, on social media? Is there a- Yeah, you can find my handles. Just, um, I, I believe it's RS Unleashed on Facebook and uh, RF Shaw on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Be Insured. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.